At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on Visa's primetime action. Glad you could join us. Glad you could hang out with us tonight from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, this is where we not only talk sports, we bet sports. Uh, admittedly, uh, not so much tonight as baseball resumes play uh, after the All Star break. Matt does have a team total on the uh, Nationals. Danielle, an over, by the way, four. They've gotten three runs in the first, and so far. That has uh, not gotten off the three. Costa Rica and Suriname have begun play. Danielle has an over on three goals there. How upset are you that you have to talk about this game? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, we're fine. Uh, with we're it. fine. Uh, I'll tell you what's a, what uh, we haven't mentioned. Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox is one hitting the Yankees. I know we mentioned it earlier, but he's one hitting the Yankees. Uh, through five and a third, he gave up a single to DJ LeMahieu to start the ball game, and nary a hit since. Three to nothing, Red Sox. And again, in a year where there's been seven no hitters, we don't even talk about a performance like this. Like, ah, he gave up a hit. And and you know, listen, not to not to go crazy about a game that's you know right after the All Star break or anything like that. But again, we mentioned this last night. The, the Yankees are, are eight games out. Yep. And this is the this is the team that is leading the division, and every single loss here is, is you know, let's just let's go pretty big. And, I mean, ob- and obviously without players tonight, right? Yeah. We should mention that, but still, uh, yeah. I mean, what, what's interesting is what we were saying before about a team like the Mariners. It's like, okay, if the Mariners win ball games, do they owe it to their fan base to be buyers and not sellers at the break? Here is a long ball, deep. No. Oh, you almost had your fourth We're going to get a run. triple out of this. Though. You'll get three. You'll get a three-bagger, a stand-up triple from Josh Harrison. Well, let's at least get to push. Here. And that's a leadoff triple. Get that home, and at least you're, uh, you're yeah. free-rolling at that free point. Rolling. 12-3, Padres, by the way, in the bottom of the fourth. But with the Yankees, the Yankees, as we've said, don't have it in their DNA to be sellers. But if the Yankees just, and again, this the game's not even over. They could yeah. come back and win this game. But let's say they lose this, and let's say this is two weeks of bad baseball. They're not selling? I mean, like you said, maybe they don't have it in them to sell, but like at the very least, you have to stand pat, right? I mean, like, because they, they can't, what's the point of spending a bunch of money and acquiring when you when you have essentially no chance and whatsoever? The, and the problem is some of the players they would sell just aren't having good seasons, so I'm not sure what you could get for them. Right. Like, Araldis Chapman is not bringing you back what he used to, for instance. So that's the issue with the Yankees. They've been sellers before, but they had guys that were playing well. This year, not really the case. Uh, but the Yankees do get a hit, so I jinxed that. Was that Giancarlo? Uh-huh. No, it was, the, it was, it was after, uh, after Giancarlo. So a double. That's the second hit off Rodriguez today. Uh, two to no, uh, Three to nothing still Boston. But the Yankees trying to make some noise now with two down in the bottom of the six. This, uh, this Bryson and uh, Brooks Kepka thing, listen, 
It's what I the like sport it. needs. Look, I like it. It's great. And then of course Brooks and his and his post round. They're like, yeah, I had you know, how did you feel out there today? He's like, I drove it great. Love my driver. Yeah, <laughs> now, drove it great. Love my driver. You made, pardon me, you made the correct point yesterday. Brooks didn't play well enough to snipe at him yesterday. Right. But after today's round. There's, yeah, now there's yeah. a big yes, now there's a big enough gap between the, the two. Rules. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a big enough gap between the two where he's like, he's not catching me. So now I can yeah, now I can go after him. The thing Sorry. about that is like when do you think that occurs to Brooks? Like during his round, he must be thinking that at some point. He's yeah. like, I can't oh, wait to make a yeah. comment. Then he tweeted, like it shows a picture of him holding his driver and he says driving into the weekend. <laughs> like, I love it. The way, the way he said it, it in that post round interview where he's said that I love my driver thing it was like the the I mean the grin on his face like trying to hide it you know but like he couldn't even hide how happy he was to get that line in there's is that a, a winner for you Matt Brown? No, no, it's a push. It's a push uh, at the I, I can't worse. lose now. He can't lose. We're heading into the weekend. We're heading into vacation with at least a at very least a push. Did we ever get a push video? We don't have the push video ready yet. It's, it's an R- the still, always still exciting worn. RBI ground out. Yes. Yeah. Knocking in Harrison from third so uh Fourth run for the Nats. They're getting crushed 12 to 4, but Matt doesn't care. He's just I got don't the care. team total over. Oh, Go, Renee Rivera. <laughs> Let's do you, this. You've got uh, five and two thirds, excuse me, four and two third innings. Make it four and one third after that ground ball. Mm-hmm. Four and one third innings to get a run to win that. But yeah, as I just said, cannot wait till you guys get to see Drew Dinzik's shot. It's just another beautiful Drew Dinzik hair blowing in the wind in nature. He does need a fan. <laughs> he should have a fan. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe fan for him. All right, well, <laughs> uh, we don't have to wait any longer. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. It's Beeson's primetime action from the South Point. Let's bring him in from Southern California somewhere. It's Drew Dinzik, uh, who has a couple podcasts. Oh, my God. Look at this kid. <laughs> Uh, from the uh, Deep Dive podcast and also the uh, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. We could, uh, you can follow him on uh, Twitter, underscore, I should say, at whale underscore capper. Look at Drew. Drew, where are you, for goodness sake? Well, I mean, it's Friday. I had to upgrade the green screen uh, background, you know, something nice and uh, uh, beachy. It's, you, know, you guys are, on, you guys are on, going on vacation, right? I wanted to be on, on brand, on theme. It's Beach Week, right? It is. It is it Beach is. Week. Yes. So you're There's not actually, a lot of beaches in DC. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to. Uh, we have a beach in DC called the P Street Beach. Uh, it's not really a beach, and uh, not really something I would go to. But anyway. Um, so uh, you're enjoying yourself. First, we were just talking golf. How are your sure. golf bets looking midway through the Open Championship? Oh, very, very, uh, very close call. I had Rory to miss the cut at three to one. That was uh, a couple of uh, strokes away there. Um, and then I have a pretty decent Morikawa position, a pretty decent speed position, and a pretty decent Louis position. So as long as one of these guys who are lurking in the seven, six, five, six, seven range, the Roms, the Kepkas, and the Johnsons of the world, as long as one of those guys doesn't go nuclear in the, over the weekend, then I'm feeling pretty strong. Uh, in the, uh, in the Calcutta, all, all I came home with was, uh, uh, Brian Harmon and that looks great for about nine holes, but, uh, he's hanging on. He's, you know, I, I need a little bit of luck for him to finish in the money. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, overall, I think it's going to be a good open. It's been very entertaining. That's for sure. Uh, you know, definitely not what was expected, you know, the low scoring and, uh, um, you know, wind and rain and, you know, kind of <laughs> uncharacteristic summer conditions that you usually get in the UK in uh, the month of July. Yeah, Drew, so we're taking a look at this, and we're sitting here talking about, you know, 
you say none of these guys going nuclear over the weekend, but I mean, it's like with the conditions and in the people that are over there, I'm just, you know, I was watching golf channel literally until I left to come to the studio and they were saying like, man, it's, it's pretty mild here. It's supposed to be like 70 degrees. It's going to be like eight to 10 mile an hour winds tomorrow. So I, I know you're saying like you feel pretty good, but it's got to be scary when you do have Rom and Kepka and DJ and all that lurking in in these completely scoring conditions here. Where like any of those dudes, like how how comfortable do you feel? Not very, actually. I, and, and, you know, like the um, range of emotions when you wake up uh, on the West Coast at uh, 5 a.m. and you flip your phone open and Morikawa's got a four-stroke lead. You're like, oh, <laughs> nice. This is great. 30 to 1 feeling real good right now. Um, and then you think, to your, I mean, in the back of my head, it was like, well, the afternoon, the wind should kick up. It'll be a little more challenging from a scoring standpoint. Uh, very cool that Morikawa got to go out with the morning wave. Um, but it was, the scoring was ripe, you know, ripe for the, the cor- that course was ripe for the picking in the afternoon. And, um, yeah, the, the, when I kind of built my numbers, I upweighted accuracy, I downweighted length, uh, and I upgraded putting. And to this, you know, it felt like that was the right read on the course if there had been wind. Um, but without wind, these guys who can go long just are making the course look easy. And, um, you know, like if, if the, if the conditions stay the same, exactly the same as they were today for the rest of this weekend, um, then, Rom, DJ, Kepka, those guys are absolutely in this. Scotty Scheffler even is in this. So, you know, there's, I, I don't, uh, I don't know if, um, uh, Morikawa can continue to produce the way he is with his putter. Uh, it was surprising to me that he is where he is from a strokes gain standpoint putting. Cause typically, you know, that's the weakest part of his game. And really actually, if you break down his whole, you know, his play on uh, Thursday, he had a couple lip outs. He had a couple close calls. He hit some big ones too, but uh, you know he could be you know he could be tied or ahead of Ustazen even at this point. So um, as long as his putter doesn't just completely abandon him, he would be my my uh, favorite to ship right now. So Drew, if someone was landing on this right now, then and maybe you just indicated what you would do, or maybe not. But if someone had no bets, let's say you had no bets and you were just landing on this halfway through post cut, is there an outright bet by the number that you like? Uh, I guess Morikawa would be the only one I, I real and realistically, it just comes down to, um, his, his approach game is so spectacular right now. Uh, and the fact that he was able to produce minus three in the very, he, and, and realistically, if you really want to break down the numbers, the afternoon wave on Thursday and the morning wave on Friday were both the disadvantaged spots. And he was still able to get to this point here where he was, where he's nine under and he's, you know, uh, in the, in the final grouping. Uh, and so when, now that you put him in the same conditions as these other guys, uh, the likelihood that they score and he doesn't, I think is pretty low. So, uh, just straight, straight away looking at the numbers right now, I think Morikawa is the look, uh, at this point, speed, um, I think you have to kind of give up hope that speed is going to get a ship here. He needed to have a meaningful lead going into Sunday, just kind of the way that the nerves kind of capture him on a Sunday at a major. Um, and so I think his chances are smaller than the market makes right now. Uh, and similarly, Ustazen. I mean, Ustazen has, you know, all this bridesmaid syndrome other than his one 2010 uh, open championship that uh, makes you feel like he does not really have the, um, you know, the goods to slam the door on the Sunday. So um, Morikawa, probably of the guys who are kind of really at the top of the board in the mix, uh, is the only price that I would say has EV at this point. All right, let's head to basketball. Uh, we've 
everyone's held serve on their home court. Um, last game, two weeks ago, it feels like. And we have a game tomorrow. Uh, right now, Suns three and a half, four favorite. There's a three and a half out there. There's four, majority of the books, 218 on the total. We've kind of seen both kind of polar game, you know, polar outcomes here. We've seen the 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 Suns blow out. We've seen the Bucks blow out. We've seen a, a, a you know, closely contested game until kind of the final seconds there in this past game. Do you look at this now and we kind of – I was favoring the Suns all along. I thought they were by far the better team. But then Chris Paul decided to basically over the last three games have a couple of pedestrian games and have a really, really bad game. If we look, if we look at back, if we look back at this in two games, and the Bucks have, have won the next two games, or, or if we look back at this game seven, and and the Bucks have, have shipped this, is this is this like Chris Paul basically blowing this series for the Suns? Because it seems like everybody else is is, is kind of doing their part. Uh, that's, I'm sure that's the way it will be spun, and I don't know if that's 100 percent fair. Um, I there were times in other. In this, you know, this season you didn't see it a ton, but in past seasons with Monty Williams' Suns, you saw it. In past years with Suns teams with Devin Booker, you saw it. Where it gets to the point where no people kind of lose confidence in their shot because either the team they're going up against is superior defensively, they're not getting the looks they want, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, they start to stand around and just look for Booker to make, you know, turn to be the offense. Uh, you saw the Jazz do this with um, Donovan Mitchell in that series against the Clippers. And it's kind of a kiss of death with a lot of these teams that are that don't have sort of the dominant superstar who can sort of elevate them in times of crisis. And you and so I am a little nervous that the real problem is just, uh, you know, rather than make the extra pass, find the open guy in the corner, get a guy in a position where he's comfortable shooting uh, rather than kind of go to the trouble of really creating offense. They're just letting Booker handle things. It's like the second half of that game four was really uh, depressing in that regard, because I think if they had stuck with their, what they had done that worked so well in games one and two, in terms of producing offense, if they had been, uh, you know, more creative and everybody gotten everybody involved, then it would have been, uh, you know, a different outcome really for them. And, uh, and if they can't refine that uh, level of quality from an offensive standpoint, then they're in deep trouble. I will say they do have, you know, one relatively positive thing going for them in that two of the next three games are in Phoenix. And for whatever reason, the guys not named Giannis on the Bucks have struggled so mightily producing offense on the road this, you know, this postseason that there is a decent chance that uh, the Bucks really only, you know, that the Suns really only need to get to say 106, 108 to get this win. Um, and, you know, I think all told the fact that the Suns offense is getting a little stale, the fact that the Bucks struggle on the road uh, really points to kind of the key angle from a betting standpoint for game five is an under. Um, I think that there is a non-zero chance that you have an overtime game in game five, just because the margin between these two teams is so, so, so narrow. Um, and I honestly, I think the market is going to come in. I thought four and a half on the opener was insane. I think four still is a little bit uh, aggressive in terms of what home court is worth for the Suns. This probably comes down to three and a half, maybe three even. Uh, and I think at that point, you're talking about a one possession, maybe a two possession game sort of towards the end, you know, as we grind down to the uh, business end of this uh, game five. And uh, if you want to try to insulate yourself from potentially overtime scenario, then the first half under at 106 and a half is, uh, is a fair play at, to this point. That's all I've played for game five so far, first half under, but I think the full game under uh, is off by about three points as well. Gil, I interrupt your, uh, your question here to let you know that, that Vlad just hit his 30th. Oh my goodness. So, wow. Just hit his 30th. Second of the night. Second of the night. 
uh, his 77th RBI as well. As Tatis steps to the plate, by the way, for the Padres in the same breath, so we'll see what happens there. 30 for uh, Vlad, who's uh, trying to get to the triple crown stats once again, or to lead home runs, RBI, and average, but Shohei still three above him in that home run category. Let me just ask you a hypothetical. This market does not exist, but someone asked me this on Twitter. By the way, I failed to get back to him, which I will. Uh, <laughs> but he, he asked me, because I keep saying, hey, I, I could still see Giannis winning the MVP even if the Bucks lose this in seven. And he said to me, he goes, what number would you require for that specifically? So again, we're almost on vacations. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical here. But he said, he goes, what would it require? Would you take 20 to 1 on that? Like, Bucks lose in 7, but Giannis wins MVP. Would I bet it at 20 to 1? My answer would be yes. I'm curious what yours would be. I think that's pretty close. I would make it about a 4%. So that's uh, 4% is, yeah, that's about yeah, 20 to 1. How, yeah, are you, how that's, are you, that's about where. I mean, how, how you know, you, you make it 4%. I, I could see that changing drastically, though, with, you know, another Giannis. Let's say game five, Suns win, like you said. Giannis is uh, the Robins to his Batman, just don't perform well. But Giannis does another, you know, 40-point double-double or whatever he does, another iconic block. Honestly, uh, that seems likely for yeah, game five. That's, if, you made, if, you, if you made what, what does game five look like to me, I think it's yeah. a narrow Suns win and Giannis is, goes nuclear. Okay, and let's say the, the biggest Sun player to, you know, offensively in terms of output is DeAndre Ayton, who did have a 20- <laughs> Also seems likely to me. Right. So <laughs> if that's the scenario, like aren't we even another step closer to Giannis winning it on a losing team? Like it just seems like it keeps drifting that way. I mean, you know what the one thing that's stopping this is, is that you're going on vacation and you can't speak it into existence, Gil. That's right. It's exactly We've right. We've tried so hard. That's right. But we have tried so hard. So true. We've tried Drew, so hard. Drew, you captured it brilliantly. I cannot speak it into existence. But boy, that's we have tried hard. For. Yeah, we have tried that's so all, incredibly. That's all we're here for. Drew, so I'm reading the tea leaves here. It seems to me like you're saying that uh, you would take the points with the Bucks. It seems like a, a very if, – if you were betting this, not saying you, you you are or you have a position on it, but if you were to bet this, you would take the points with the Bucks. Honestly, the better play, if you really want to side on this, is to bet Giannis MVP um, because it, it's, it is, it's going to be decided late. I don't think this is a Suns runaway at all. Uh, and at the, you know, for that, for that matter, if this is a coin flip, you can get plus 120 on the Bucks to win the series, or plus 120 or whatever it is for Giannis win the MVP. Taking Giannis win the MVP, capturing that extra four percent or whatever that the Bucks lose in seven, and Giannis gets it anyway, I think is the right play. All right, uh, we have exact outcomes, and we'll uh, sort of drive this home to see if there's a bet. Danielle informed us earlier that uh, here at the South Point, Chrissy Andrews is saying that the Bucks to win in seven, which is the long shot of the four possible remaining outcomes, the Bucks to win in seven was the most bet here at the South Point. Do you think that's the most bet because it's the long shot? Or would you agree with that sentiment that based on the price, it's actually the best bet? Ooh, I think it's the long, it's only getting bet because it's the long shot. Uh, home court's going to be a big deal. Uh, in game seven for sure. And because and I guess I, I have yet to really see these bucks outside of Giannis do anything impressive on the road. And until they do, uh, it is my operating assumption that it is all up to him to kind of be the deciding factor in these late game scenarios. And um, that's a lot to ask for a guy in game seven, who's in his first ever finals. <laughs> all right, Drew, we leave you with this, your best Olympics bet right now, as we go on break, we won't have a chance to Ooh. ask you between now and then. 
I'm going to take Korea over gold medals right now. That one's the most off market. I saw some 10 and a halfs. Uh, and the reason I like this, honestly, is you're going to get five gold medals in archery alone. Uh, and then from there, you just need a handful of other things to break your way on the fighting, in the fencing, uh, in the wrestling. You know, Korea has a wet, wet weightlifting even. Like, they, there are a couple of other random uh, out, you know, random um uh, events that the Koreans could steal some medals. And plus this is in their backyard. You know, Japan uh, is lined at 27 and a half or 26 and a half golds, which again, to me is absolutely insane. Although I've heard some sharp people make reasonable cases as to, uh, you know, the fact that other athletes coming to Tokyo and being forced into some pretty aggressive quarantines is going to affect their performance more than the Japanese athletes who are kind of conducting business as usual. And that may be a factor. I'm not sure, but uh, ultimately I think the Koreans who are kind of, you know, right, same time zone, you know, same hemisphere. Uh, it's a decent uh, opportunity for them to show pretty well in a number of, a uh, number of sports. Plus you get uh, the free five, five, uh, five free ones in, uh, uh, in archery. So South Korea, uh, gold medals over two, 10 and a half is probably my favorite. Look Drew, we've been playing right a game real quick. We've got 30 seconds. We've been playing a game as to what country <laughs> is the favorite in this sport. And so I want to see sure. if you know this. What yeah. country is the favorite in men's water polo? I think it's Hungary, right? Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. that's, that's I was going to say, right. you gave him a hard one. <laughs> All right. There it is. Man has, man has done his He's research. He's done his research. Uh, you you yes. want to know what, though? You want to know what, the, what the, that? Uh, that's, that's not. That's not a market to bet into because <laughs> the Eastern European, the Eastern European te- countries, they take men's water polo so effing seriously. <laughs> they are they are going to all show up. That is going to be a super competitive field. Drew it could Dinsick. be Serbia. It could be uh, Slovenia. Who the heck knows? <laughs> Drew Densick's badminton preview while we're gone on vacation. Oh, Can't wait so for that. Great. Oh, you. there'll be some Korean badminton goals. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. We appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. All right. Best luck, guys. At whale, under- Corona commercial. at whale underscore <laughs> capper. Uh, again, hungry. The, uh, he said, I think it's hungry. It deep was. dive podcast. Bet the edge over there at NBC Sports Bet. Yeah, he he is more into Olympics betting than anybody I know. That's that's, that's what I need. Yeah, that was worth it. <laughs> He's like, I think it's hungry. <laughs> over Korea gold medals. Does that mean those Korean athletes will all not have to have a military service? Or does that just apply to the golfers? We don't. If your bets on the Open Championship aren't looking good heading into the weekend, we've got you covered. You can download a special after-the-cut edition of Long Shots with Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds. They look ahead to the weekend now that we know who the real contenders are and tell you where the smart plays are for the last two rounds of the Open Championship. Download the special after-the-cut edition of Long Shots at vcin.com or wherever you get your podcast. Gil. Danielle, Costa Rica, and Suriname, nil-nil. Nil nil, twenty sixth minute of this one. This there, clock there was messes a blown, with me so much. Look, there was a, a, a blown opportunity right there. Probably should have got it in the goal. <laughs> Time to go empty nets. See Matt's wheels spinning. Can't He's like, should I go I with bet. opportunity? I'll go with opportunity. What scoring opportunity in soccer? How do I say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Betting an over in soccer, like. What were you thinking? You already, you already self-loathing. Every soccer game I've ever been to has ended in zero zero. Yeah. 
That's not it, – it, it's, it's a fact. 97% of games. <laughs> I, my, my cousin played yes. soccer for Loyola Marymount in college. I went to watch a game, and it was freezing, which is weird because it's Southern California. Somehow yeah. freezing. It was whipping wind up on, on that hill that it sits on, and it ended 0-0. And I felt like, wow, cousin of the year for coming to watch this yeah. because you just totally. made, you just wasted two hours of my life. It yeah. ended zero zero, and then it can end like that. Cousin of the year. <laughs> there's there's no, like there was no penalty kicks or like I was like oh so it just it it's just, just ends zero zero. Just a draw. Loyola Marymount. Did you bring the pre suns and orange slices though? Because then he would have been really the cousin of the year. No, yes. but I did keep his mom away from the girl he was dating, so I feel like bonus points. There you, you go. Mom yeah. Away from the girl he was. Oh, I got it. The uh, yeah. How about you, you? You mentioned this, and but here's the headline at, at ESPN, which the person had to have loved written writing this head. <laughs> Terrell Hatton flipped the bird, snapped a club, and was generally unhappy at the open. <laughs> that's the headline. Generally unhappy. <laughs> that, that's the headline. Golf clap. Whoever wrote that. Terrell Hatton like flipped it. the bird, snapped a club, and was generally unhappy at the open. Should have said dissatisfied. <laughs> I think that would have. I, did, I got a fun fact for you guys. Please. Players in the last 25 years to produce 50-40-90 shooting splits in the playoffs, minimum 400 minutes. So Wait, I, miss, I missed your stat. You you, you jumped over that. 50, what is it? 50? 50-40-90. Yeah, 50 from the field, 40 from three, 90 from the free, uh, free throw line, mm -hmm. right? Minimum 400 minutes in the playoffs uh, last 25 years. Chris Paul in 2015. Kawhi Leonard in 2017, Kevin Durant 2019, Cam Johnson 2021. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that elite company he has joined with having that good, uh, uh, good of a run off the bench for this team. What's the what's the minimum number of shots we're talking about? Though? It's just listed by minute, uh, minutes. Okay. For minimum 400 minutes. I was going to say because I took two shots from from the field, hit the three as one of them. And then made one for one from the free throw line. That wouldn't really, shouldn't no, yeah, really exactly. get me in that company. Yeah. Here's a uh, here's another fun <laughs> yeah, fact. Yes. Yeah. He does shoot those. Oh, so yeah, you're right. While we're throwing around fun facts, with his two home runs tonight, Vlad Jr. is the second player aged 22 or younger in Major League history to hit 30 home runs within his team's first 90 games. This was their 88th game of the season. The other was Joe DiMaggio. Jeez. So he's joining some pretty good company <laughs> there. Good lord, those are great. Those were great stats. The Cam Johnson one is great. That one is too. Whenever you were, you don't really. That that's the thing about baseball stats. DiMaggio doesn't really come up that much when we when you go back in the day because just thinking that. Yeah, obviously the hitting streak does. It's always DiMaggio. Fifty six games will perhaps never be broken. But it's not like you you hear you know Babe Ruth. Yeah. You know, oh, you know Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron or whatever. But DiMaggio doesn't come up in a comparison like that. So what was that before the age of twenty two to twenty? Well, twenty two or younger. Twenty two so, or younger. Yeah, twenty two or younger to have thirty home runs within his team's first ninety games. So before this was, the age this of twenty three. This was Toronto's eighty eighth game today. Wow. Um, hmm. Vlad Guerrero with thirty now. Uh, just coming out of the gate flying. Yankees pretty good, that guy. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yankees uh, still trailing three to nothing for Yankee fans out there. Uh, two down in the bottom of the seventh, man on first. But uh, Red Sox holding on to that three to nothing lead. Matt, you're four on the team total on the Nationals. Are you starting to think this could be one of the worst pushes ever? Uh, I mean, I wonder if I wonder how soon that the that we get like the worst guy in the bullpen for 
the Padres because they just they just added another now. Yeah, Tommy Pham solo shot to make it fourteen to four. Over I just need the Swirl. worst guy. Yeah, I just need yeah, the worst guy in there. And shouldn't that happen in a game like yeah. this? So, yeah, yeah, you're live. You're live. Live. You have four innings to play with. Have someone come in and throw it underhanders. Something. All right, we'll update all the scores. We'll come back. And the love zone still to come. The love zone, where we talk about all the bets we love this weekend as we go on break right here on Visa's Primetime Action. season is right around the corner and that means the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99 and discounts are available when you buy early so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil. Danielle, thank you. Uh, Will Myers hit a grand slam earlier in this game. He has now hit a two-run shot on top of that. Padres 16, Nationals 4. You know, we were talking about those Nationals bets that uh, we love the division numbers. And when we were quoting them here on the air. You hate them now. Get off. Well, no. Bail. No, I'll tell you what. <laughs> there was a 16-1 to 1 over at the Westgate. Um, and, to win uh, the division? To win the division. Wow. And that quickly went to a 14-1. to 1. And then it went to a ten to one, and uh, let's say let's just say I uh, I didn't get around to betting it because it's not that direct of a line for me. But the point being that everyone I talked to though on a numbers game liked the Phillies more than the Nationals. So in the end, I never ended up betting it. And you see a game like this, and it's only one baseball game, but you're like, Eesh, sixteen to four. The and Phillies then, are losing to the Marlins seven to nothing. If it makes you feel any better, though. well, that would be a split of a doubleheader. I'm uh, and yeah. I'm in love with the Reds, and uh, Nick Castellanos got hit by a pitch and left the game. Oh no! So great, yeah. On that, that's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah, not good for baseball. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, Pirates for you Mets fans. Pirates still on top of the Mets, two to one, top of the fifth. Mets though with a runner at second with two outs, and there's a shot to center, but that's going to be a routine flyout. So, Pirates. Um, Go to the bottom of the fifth, preserving that two to one lead, and the Yankees still down three to nothing uh, to the Red Sox. Yankees just can't get on the scoreboard there. They did have runners on first and third moments ago, but left them. So uh, Red Sox in the first of many games, the first of a scheduled eight against the Yankees here over the course of the next three series. Uh, Yankees trailing three nothing, seventh inning. Oh no, pardon me, top of the eighth in that one early on. Um, we don't often go back and review a highlight from, from a specific show, and I'm not saying it's a highlight. I'm just saying it's the, the what I will remember most from the show tonight was Kenny White's answer to my question of if you have $100 to bet on a college football team to win the title this year, but you can't bet it on Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma, or Clemson, who's the team you bet it on? And he said NC State, who he has as the sixth best team in the country. 
200 to 1. That was shocking. I had to come back to it. I was like, NC State. That was shocking. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to point that out. <laughs> just randomly. It really was. Like, yeah, no, NC State. I had not heard. Uh, I mean. That and, of course, Matt's use of, Zat, Matt's use of Zaddy earlier. Those were the two most memorable things. Yeah. Mac. I can't. I can't forget it. As much as I would like to, <laughs> cannot forget it. So they uh, they put up all of the all the new like all the new markets are now up over at DraftKings. So you can bet you know not only who you think is going to win the golf tournament, you can bet top five, you can bet top ten, Ooh, you can I bet like. top twenty. I like bet top twenty if you want to bet top twenty. You can also bet uh, round three leader. So end of round three leader is up as well. One of the things that's kind of interesting to that. Is just so the to win the whole tournament, Spieth is four to one. Just saw this, and Morikawa is four and a half to one. But to be the leader at the end of round three, you're getting three and a half and four and a half on those guys. So, unless you think that they have this like massive rally on Sunday. It's very, very interesting how you would navigate this then at this point. Yeah, right? if, if I guess if I, again, if if I didn't already have Spieth in pocket, and that, that was my, if we, we when we were talking yeah. about this earlier, that we were saying if we had to make a bet on the board today, that would be the bet I would make. I guess I would split my bet yeah. between that and, to win, and yeah. to win the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean, again, if you, unless you think that they're going to have this just a, a massive, rally on Sunday, I mean, then if you believe Morikawa or Spieth's going to win the tournament, there's a decent chance then as part of that handicap that you think that they're going to, that they're going to be leading at the end of the third round because they're going to be, you know, obvious, trying gaining strokes on Usa. Usa. And if not, then they're not going to win anyway. So I don't know. Pretty interesting that you're getting essentially the same number for them to be leader at the end of round three than they are to win the whole tournament. Well, yeah. I, I, Morikawa, I guess being, I mean, the weirder one to me there is that Spieth outright four to one, Morikawa plus four fifty, and then but then they're flipped for the round, right? Morikawa's odds are shorter to lead after round three, where Spieth's are longer. He's Morikawa's plus three fifty to lead after round three, Spieth plus four fifty. Yeah, I think those make sense though, generally, right? Because one round, you know less likely for things to flip than over two rounds. Oosthuizen, for instance, to lead after the third round, plus 105 as opposed to plus 220 for the tournament. Um, but you're right, Smith and Morikawa anywhere are the closest numbers, round three lead and tournament win. You're right, Gil. Yeah. You're right. I forgot there was one, one shot difference between the two. Yeah. So I think it makes sense. Um, and again, you'll see that with everybody, right? Rom twelve to one to win the tournament, but to lead after the third round, twenty-five to one, for instance, right? Kepka, same thing, fourteen to one to win it all, but uh, what is he to 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 lead after the third round? I don't even see him. Where is he? Uh, Forty to one. So yeah. like Kepka would just have to have this ridiculous. So I think it generally makes sense. But you're right that Spieth and Morikawa are the ones that are most similar from uh, you know in terms of round three lead end full tournamently, but I'm just glad they put up that market. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Uh, the other thing that's interesting, too, is, again, if you have any sort of conviction on any of these golfers that you actually think they're going to, like, make a run at this, right? I mean, so Dustin Johnson, for example, round three score is is, is listed at whether he's going to go under par or not. It's 69 and a half. So if you have conviction on Dustin Johnson that he's going to to make a run at this, then 
you also, in conjunction, bet the under on his round total because he can't he cannot make a run at this if he That's doesn't right. go under par, right? That's right. So like, there's like there's like correlated bets you can make if you honestly have like a strong conviction on any of these golfers. Those are interesting too. Deshambo's lined at seventy and a half tomorrow, which I guess makes sense uh, for him. Uh, Morikawa sixty nine and a half. All of these like are cuddled, right. cozied up right to sixty nine and a half and seventy half. There is really no. Other, there is no golfer, with the exception of uh, Emiliano Grillo, who's at 71 and a half, and Dylan Fratelli at 71 and a half. Everybody else that they list is either 69 and a half or 70 and a half. Tell you, not having to lay juice on Morikawa or DJ to go under par tomorrow yeah. in what is supposed to be optimal scoring conditions. Yeah. If this market, I'll put it this way. If this market were available here, I would make those bets. Yes. So there we have it. I, it's not available here, so I can't, but... Just put it on the record. I would if I could. You beat me to it. I was just about to say, oh, if you were only here, DraftKings. Yes. But good for those who do. I would bet those as well. Mm -hmm. Nice job finding those. We'll come back. The Love Zone. What we love this weekend. This will be pretty straightforward. But Kelly might uh, make it funny. Right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. VIP material? DraftKings yes. VIPs enjoy exclusive benefits, enhanced promotional offers, top-tier customer support, access to personalized contests, and more. Visit DraftKings.com slash to learn more. Plus, everyone can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can get up to $1,000 as a sign-up bonus. Sign up using the promo code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, to claim your exclusive offer. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 21 or older, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Thanks for coming inside the Love Zone. Get ready now for so some So let's true start with the inspiration for the Love Zone. Imagine somebody's flipping <laughs> through the channels. They land on this show for the first time, and, and like is, this is the only thing that they see. What is They're like, this? finally, someone's handicapping the Bachelorette. All right. Uh, let's, I love it so much. Still. Let's uh, start with our Love Zone inspiration himself, Gil Alexander. What's on the docket? Uh, Danielle, Danielle's got the you voice could, Danielle, you just keep talking on it. <laughs> uh, do we? Should we go through the history of this once more? So why this happened? Probably Gil. Oh. Why is this happening to us, Gil? <laughs> Tell us why it's happening to us. Probably Gil. Probably. Uh, so in another lifetime, uh, I was a uh, slow jam radio host. Slow jam is a format that no longer exists. It was uh, a very popular R and B format. I don't know, up through the 90s, I would why, say. Why doesn't it still exist, Gil? Uh, this I is my know. jam. These, uh, everything blends together these, these youngins, days. These like, youngins don't, don't really get it. There are no genres everything, anymore. No one's, no, one's, no, no one's eating out these these things anymore. Oh, no. You know? Closer, though. Closer, though. <laughs> We're getting there. Closer. We're making progress with Yeet. Closer. Uh, so anyway, I, they found it. They found, apparently on eBay, this CD. Signed. 
Yeah, uh, that, you know, we all were, all of us who were DJs, somebody came to us and was like, hey, you know, we can have a branded CD, because you guys are your own little local personalities, we can have these branded CDs, and so we would just come up with songs we wanted on the CDs, and they would clear them, and then we'd have one. And so apparently 20 years later, somebody still had one on eBay. That's your story. A signed copy, no less. <laughs> it these, was signed. And these two guys got it for 70 bucks. They so lowballed somebody. And now we talk about the bets we love. Yes. Gills Gems of the Weekend. That's all I got. I only have one. Mm. Brooks Kepka, baby, at the Open. Uh, he was the only pre-flop uh, bet I made. Got him at 18-1, to 1, and he's hovering. He's six back. Uh, he's lurking. He's a lurker. Uh, but you know what? If anybody can do it, Brooks can do it. He uh, gets up for the majors just like Louis Oosthuizen does. Brooks Kepka, get it done. That's who I love this weekend in the Open Championship. Just the context. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Which bet is getting a rose from you this week? Well, Gil only loved one guy. I love three guys this week. So uh, That's a different show. Lo- loving them three guys. <laughs> That's uh, a different show. So Brooks Kepka being, uh, be on being, being one of mine. Um, also, uh, listen, outside chance here, but if there's anybody that can make a run at this with two super low rounds over the weekend, uh, Brooks Kepka could certainly be that guy. So heavily invested in him. At the very least, anyway, just needs to have a good showing because I have a ton of head-to-head action and group action and all this stuff like that with him. So we just need to make sure that, that he doesn't completely go out there and, and bomb. So that's what that's, we need that for sure. Colin Morikawa, because I took a sprinkle on him uh, last night, fortunately, because he went out and shot a 64 today. He is sitting in second. So definitely want him to uh, to do well. Or Jordan Spieth, either one, who uh, they are sitting in second and third, respectively. Either one of those guys winning. The only bad, horrible outcome here for me would be uh, Louis Oosthuizen because I even said I should go and add him, and I didn't do it. So he would be – that's the only – any of these other guys wins, and it's not one of my – I won't feel bad. If it's if it's Usti after saying I should add and not doing it, that, that's the worst case. I kind of agree because we both said, uh, and rightfully so, that we – yes, he doesn't pop up there in our models, yeah. but we don't give him enough respect as we probably should. And you're right. I, I'm with you, though. It, w- it would not be cool if he won. Yeah. It's the roses you don't give away. Uh, Kelly, your mm. pick is a bit more monogamous and a little bit less big love. Yes, exactly. Okay. The uh, I, I could uh, throw some roses to a lot of golfers that I'm in love with this weekend, just like Matt and Gil did. But I'm going to go to the NBA Finals. I'm going to tell you guys a story about a, por- po- a point guard from out of Wake Forest, 2005. <laughs> Drafted in the first round, pick four. Never got to the NBA Finals till now. We've been killing him. We've been killing him. I am playing over points and assists for Chris Paul next game because this man is not going down without a fight. He's not. He's not. I don't believe it. I think he's going to chuck up a lot of shots, get his teammates involved, and I know I've gotten off my voice, but I don't care. This guy, I love this bet tomorrow night. I like it. Overnight, 29.5 points plus assists. Let's go, Chris Paul. We, we pop that graphic back up on the screen real quick. Is that a – are you – is that no shirt underneath that zip-up <laughs> sweater? Yeah, there? yeah, that three, that three so quarters. Yeah, no yeah. shirt yeah. underneath the the zip-up sweater. That's a, yeah, that's how I roll. All yeah. right, <laughs> definitely not photoshopped at all. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah, just man, here in Vegas. I, I think Chris Paul deserves all the roses. Do you? Really? Yes. Really? Wait, for Kelly, for, I mean the story. The story was very touching. We're all invested in the narrative at this point. You have uh, something to give inside the love zone, Danielle? I don't. I don't uh, have no love, love this weekend. weekend. Oh. My need... roses are really hard to get, so oh. I don't just like fling one out every week. Listen, <laughs> I just. <laughs> 
So what did I do? I had three of them. Yeah, like, are you Matt's giving roses yeah. to everybody. You're suggesting we're <laughs> easy. She's like, look at that zaddy's giving three of them out over there. That is zaddy behavior. To that be is very snacky behavior. By the way, if you were watching the uh, Love Zone here and you saw me looking very curiously up on a screen like Gil doesn't look like he's uh, inside the Love Zone at all. There was a very un-Love Zone thing happening yes. in this Pirates-Mets game. A near brawl, but you know how those go in baseball. Yes. Sometimes it's uh, just the, the bullpens jogging out. But Marcus Stroman apparently retired the final out of an inning and uh, it was a line shot that I guess got caught and uh, he started jawing with the batter and uh, an old-fashioned Donnie broke And we got the 99.9% uh, of all baseball, uh, yeah. uh, I use air quotes, fights, which is push, 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 yeah. push, you, push, you, push, you, push, yeah. you, push, you, and then nothing ever happens. Yeah. No one ever throws a punch. If, you're gonna, if, you, if you are going to make that jog, you better be ready to throw throw, throw, throw right down. cross. Yeah. Or if you're right-handed pitcher, throw a left cross. The Padres have 19 runs in the yeah. sixth inning. Yeah. Don't look like they have any intention of stopping either. 19 to four, Padres, Padres over the Nationals. Matt's still looking for that fifth run. And it's, they're I'm still not batting. Yeah, it's, it's not getting there. They're still batting at the uh, top no of the sixth. I have no goals, by the way. Nobody's in the love zone in the soccer game either. Danielle, think about the uh, the thing about the love zone bit, and I think I'm speaking on behalf of everybody. Is that while this started as a uh, as a gag, that it crescendos to your your love zone plays, right? Am I right? That that's how it should go. That Danielle's got to drive, yeah. drive it home with the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we, we because we, we have to get the the taste of, of Kelly out of our <laughs> yeah. out of our mouths. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, this I would be a lot better. Tomorrow. This I would be a lot better five. when football season comes around. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Oh. I have one game five play. I bet and this was like more for fun. Um, but I bet any player to score forty or more points. Oh, what you? What odds did you get on three that? Three to one. You only got three to one on that. Yeah. Oh. Who was offering that? Thanks for that. Guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you sure he's Gil good enough for you? Love it. I, I would have preferred more it. than three to one, but yeah. maybe that's just me. Well, that's why I didn't get a rose. I was considering uh, that the other night, but it was like it plus was, 420 or something. Yeah, it was which, four to one or so. Yeah, I, th I thought it was and a little I, better. I wish but. I had played it because we saw Chris Middleton and Devin Booker do it. So. I yeah. didn't want to miss an opportunity here, but we do think probably a lower scoring game. So you got three guys that are live to do it, though. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not there's not many NBA games that you roll into where you're like, there's three guys that could do this. Yeah. And that's I, I mean, between Middleton, Booker and Giannis, True all that. three could do that. It True might not that. be the game for it. I might have missed the boat on the last game, but we'll I'm see. rooting for you. Yeah, I'm absolutely rooting for you. Hope it gets done. Uh, let's give some love to uh, those that will be here. Uh, when we're not, or at least Matt and I won't be here on Monday. You two, no, you're you're off the first part of the week? No, we're both here on Monday. You're both here oh. on Monday. Yeah, okay. I will be here Monday and Tuesday next week. So Kelly will be here Monday. You will be here Monday and Tuesday. Uh, but we want to give a shout-out to uh, Adam Candy, Jeff Parlay, and Ben Wilson. Ben Wilson, yep. Who will be uh, joining the primetime action crew for the next couple of weeks. So they'll, uh, uh, I guess they'll take us through the Olympics the last yeah. one or two games of the NBA Finals and a whole bunch of baseball. I think we'll be. When do the Olympics start? Still a 23rd, couple weeks, right? Third, July twenty third. Yeah, like a week. Okay. In a week, We're, I will <laughs> still be back here for some of the Olympics. Some of the Olympics. Yeah. yeah, second week of the Olympics. We'll be back for the track and field heavy portion of the Olympics. Uh, we're going to miss the swimming portion. We're going to miss Matt's water polo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hungry. Is uh, <laughs> how are we? How are we going to survive? Hungry. Is that your is, official pick? Is is hungry? Is what is who we should be betting apparently. Didn't he say Serbia too? He did say Serbia. He said that that that, that is going to be a very competitive 
metal. Water polo. I don't know how much they televise it, though. At least it's not a prime time sport, right? Yeah, so you'd have to be so. watching during the day. Yeah. The prime times are uh, dominated by swimming week one and track and field week two. That's how it usually works. Katie Ledecky. So uh, we were talking about like how many Olympics when we were kids was so much bigger. How many Olympians, besides the basketball players and the tennis players, besides pro athletes, how many American Olympians do you think the average person can name? And we came up with Katie Ledecky. Mm-hmm. And like current ones? Yeah, current ones. Oh, is it like gosh. at this Olympics? Yeah. That, like non-basketball players? Non-basketball, non-tennis, right. Like non-pro athletes. Katie Non-golfers? L- golfers? Golfers. Non-golfers. Are you counting gymnastics? Because that's kind of a publicized It was one. Katie Ledecky and Simone Biles. That was the list. We Jordan couldn't... Childs of UCLA fame, also I, a gymnast. I think I could have gotten that one. But you I would not have Michaela Maroney. Not competing anymore, no, not but competing in commercials either. still. Mm. <laughs> Swinging a miss on that one. Yeah. So, but that's that's sort of how is the, Lochte still in it this year? Ryan Lochte? I don't, is he still I don't, I don't think he made it. I don't think he makes the cut. I don't think he qualified. There's some big shucks, big new male swimmer that they keep like uh, putting on like previews for the Olympics, and, but I, I don't even know his name. So yeah, that tells you something. They're like catch blah 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 as Matt, he goes divers? for the gold. Any divers we know? Oh, we do know one, John John. <laughs> John John, yes, of John John America. Florence is uh, our surfer. Is is US American surfer? John John. John John Florence. He's third. He's third. Why do you yes. guys know him? Nobody knows him. Well, we looked him up today. Some yeah. of us did research yesterday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Some there we of go. us did. Lochte did not make it, I don't believe. Yeah. Two weeks without the love zone? Two I weeks know. without the love zone. You're welcome to do the love zone without no, me. No, we can't do it without I Gil. I said not without Gil. Not without Gil. Not without no. Gil. Okay. Well, not slow gem Gil. Uh, for Matt Brown, for Daniel Alvari, for Kelly Bidlin. Uh, enjoy the rest of the night. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. And for Matt and I, for the next two weeks, and from all of us, for the next two weeks generally, we send it over to Circa Jeff Parlay and the Nightcap next, right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.